0: All right, and welcome to another episode. We got lots of good stuff again this week. Um, A big shout out to everybody who um, has been watching us. You know, currently we're we're really enjoying the um, camaraderie of everybody getting online and talking to us. So, before we get started, um, Melinda's going to tell us what's in our cup, and we've got a little different things going on today um, in our cup. So, Melinda's going to tell you what's in hers, and I'll tell you what's in mine.
1: Yes, so today we are talking about rosemary. and rosemary is very, very versatile. We use it in our cooking. We use it in all sorts of things, especially around the holidays. It's very, very yummy.
0: Pam, I'm sure you can attest to that. Well, and, let me tell you, being Italian, rosemary is kind of like water to us or wine, you know? Uh, yeah. It goes on everything. I bet.
1: I bet. And, um, As always, we like to talk about the medicinal and magical properties of our herbs. So Rosemary has a lot to offer, just like everything we talk about on here. Um, And forgive me, I did not charge my iPad. I feel like I'm going blind, so um, I will be having to pull my phone up to me um, today. But for Rosemary, there's actually a lot of great health benefits. Um, It can actually help with memory, which I... have could use. <laughs> um, so you can use it with aromatherapy. So like smelling it. Um, I like those necklaces that you can have with um, a little I- disc in them. On- I actually got one as a gift and haha, And it has those. Um, and I think I had peppermint last summer I had a headache, but, um, but yes, as aromatherapy, the oil can increase memory performance. Um, It's also good for pain relief. So maybe I should do that. Um, Applying a decoction to the temples or simply smelling, again, smelling, the aroma of rosemary has been linked to reducing the severity of migraine symptoms. So I could add that um, along with peppermint. Antibacterial. So when brewed into a pungent tea, um, rosemary acts as a fantastic breath freshener. Um, it also helps with digestion. So when um, with a detoxifying effect on the liver, this woody herb can help pacify an upset stomach. And it also helps with the immune system if you eat it regularly. Um, it can help boost the immune system with its wealth of antioxidants. So just like we were talking about the blueberries and so many other things we were talking about, it's another really great antioxidant. Um And you can, um, this particular resource also went into how you can store it. So you can, rosemary can last up to two weeks in the fridge when it's loosely wrapped in a damp paper towel. It can also be frozen for up to six months or dried. And you talked about before drying, I think you had mentioned usually up to a year. And then after that, you want to use it for magical. Magical
0: rather than that it I have it actually growing in my front yard oh, rosemary nice. by the front door is for good luck yes but it's the smell that I like yes when I've you go to my front door you smell the rosemary yeah so I've it, always met that as well I'm without picking some today so I have rosemary all over my hands so I was like oh this is appropriate we're doing rosemary now with rosemary um I know that the they're saying it, it works on the memory like seventy five percent improvement after two weeks of just just sniffing it, not you know, snorting it or not snorting <laughs> rosemary or guys. I've heard somebody doing that. that.
1: I know, I've heard that as well. Now another tip it gives is to avoid washing it until you're ready to use it because the excess moisture can actually cause it to turn bad more rapidly.
0: It molds cuz it's fresh and it'll start to get a mold on it and it'll get like a soury smell it's right
1: yeah so so be careful of that now this did have some interesting facts with it so it says in the um in the 16th century people sometimes burnt rosemary inside as it was thought to disinfect a room
0: well you know it's got the antibacterial thing going on there yeah, so maybe they were onto to something even back then. I yeah, mean, because don't we spray Lysol in a room to get rid of We the certainly. Germs?
1: It also says, as a symbol of love and fidelity, rosemary is sometimes worn by the bride and groom during a wedding. Oh, I know. That's so sweet. And then it says, Ancient Greeks thought rosemary as a magical plant due to its memory-enhancing properties. So that is a great segue into the magical properties of rosemary. Now it says the name rosemary derives from the Latin for dew, which is R-O-S, and sea, which is marinus or dew of the sea. And um, its habitat, it grows in full sun, well-drained sandy soil. I forgot to mention that earlier. Um, rosemary is very good for cleansing and protection, invigoration, memory, as we said before, strength, virtue, love, remembrance. And it also says plant rosemary by your door, um, to protect your home. (laughs) It does say that, um, and burning rosemary for cleansing and purification. So it, it goes back to disinfecting. The room, and of course, if you think about it back then, of course, people were much more spiritual and superstitious, and all of this.
0: The rooms didn't have the smells we have today, I mean, right? It was pretty dark and dank, and yeah, not being mean, but you know, it was, of course, yeah. Um the rosemary would just make the room smell. I mean, come on, let's face it. You walk in and you smell rosemary on a um, side of beef or you smell it in a spaghetti sauce. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, it has that. It's almost a welcoming aroma to it. You know, it like brings you in.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, Another thing that it mentioned was earlier, I forgot to mention was it does also help repel insects.
0: Florida people, uh, a southern people. well, anyone humid, hot. Oh my gosh, and the mosquitoes down here almost are big enough to carry me away. So we're not well, going to talk can't about see that my legs because I sit on
1: my porch all the time. Um, the planet is sun, the element is fire. Oh. Deities are Venus, Mary, and fairies. Hmm. Pamela um and And italians they got to put italians in there (laughs) i know right it says um that rosemary's magical name is elf leaf i thought that was interesting Mm. um i will have to use that today elf leaf i know it says it was hung about homes to keep thieves and evil spirits out Carrying it is believed to ensure success and love and also help retain youthful looks. Um,
0: Girl, can you buy
1: it by the ton? I know, right? Can we just get a a bale of... Back it up here, yeah. You're right. Burning rosemary in a place will help to cleanse the atmosphere of negativity. We already touched on that. It also was traditionally used in memory spells. We touched on that as well. You can use it in dream pillows to prevent nightmares. Ooh. So, um, yeah, where to sharpen memory, especially um, while studying? Make a simple wish uh, wash. Excuse me again. I'm not using my iPad. Sorry. Um, make a simple wash of rosemary and use it to cleanse the hands before working magic. Oh. I like that.
0: A lot. lot. Yeah, you have a sprig of rosemary and some Mm -hmm. water, and just you know, do the ritual. A ritual. I'm
1: gonna do that. Oh, I like that. Mm. See, Mm -hmm. and this is why I save it until while we record.
0: <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a little thing. I'm teaching a class a little bit later for DJ. And um, I'm actually doing protection herbs. And rosemary is what I'm doing because I went out in my garden and got it. But I didn't know all this other stuff. So she's just filling me in for the next class.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's rosemary. I, I wanted to leave it at that. Oh. Um, but well, I mean, and it's a
0: very versatile herb. It really is now. With rosemary, if you're going to drink it in a tea, Mm. I prefer it cold with lemon. Yes. It's a sweet tea thing. So I usually use green tea, rosemary, um, and honey. Uh, But if I'm making a pitcher, I use sugar. And then, you know, because I'm from the South, we have to use sugar. That's like a law. Um, So I make my sweet tea, I put my rosemary in it, and I'll put lemon in it like a slice of lemon or two because the right. the lemon really complements the rosemary and it's not quite so overwhelming because rosemary can knock you down. It, yes. it, it's pungent.
1: And I'm more, I'm more of a warm tea kind of gal. I mean, unless it's just straight up Southern sweet tea, I'll drink that
0: all day. But as far as the herbal teas, I prefer it warm. I like my herbal teas cold because the heat and I'm still adjusting to the heat yeah uh, yeah and for me it's extremely hot so the even drinking coffee in the morning is like oh you know yeah. is that i have to have the caffeine but i don't know if i can take the heat right so yeah i found that if i make the magical teas and i cool them down and mm-hmm. then i drink them i will drink a picture of it so mm-hmm. if you're trying to get on a good tea drinking regiment where you're intaking it all the time if you make a picture of the herbal teas any of the herbal teas we've talked about and all day long like for a couple of days just drink it you have put all of that into your system that we've just all talked about like exactly. all this rosemary would be in your body by now exactly and by doing it that way as an iced tea you do tend to take in more because when you drink a hot tea you drink that eight ounces that's it right right When you do an iced tea, like most people, I fill my glass up with ice, I pour the tea in, and I go back three or four times to the pitcher to fill my tea back up as I go through the day. So I'm actually intaking a lot more of the tea and of all the spices that are in it and all that stuff. So I find the iced tea a little bit easier for me to take every day rather than making a hot tea every day because... I just, I, I tell you, I just don't catch up, keep up with that stuff, but I will keep up with iced tea.
1: And for me, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be water, tea, soda. It doesn't, I am a slow drinker. It doesn't, I have a hard time. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. is. I'm horrible.
0: Yeah. I went, I ended up at the doctor with a gout a couple months ago because I was not ingesting enough fluid. Yeah. Wasn't what I ate wasn't anything to do with my lifestyle it was the fact I wasn't drinking enough fluid. I I'm, was barely taking in 20 ounces a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was my 12 ounce coffee and maybe a couple of ounces, like maybe a 12 ounce can of, of water, soda, you know, just 12 ounces after that. That was it. Right. And um, needless to say, I got my butt chewed good for that one. I'm sure. I know. I need to. I need to get it. So, in. as trying to ingest more fluids, I have mm-hmm. been trying to come up with all of these teas. We're doing that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm making iced teas out a lot of them because if I like the taste of it, I will drink it. But that's awesome, though. That's really awesome. So that's the only way I can get all this crap in me. <laughs> yeah, Although, you're doing like it. Most people, at my age, we grew up with sugar in everything—white sugar because it was readily available and it was extremely cheap so you did kool-aids with with sugar in them you did iced tea of course with a lot of sugar in it you put sugar in everything: soda i mean your cereals and er everything i I don't
1: know about i don't know about you but like when i was a kid and like when your kids were kids they didn't have all this monk fruit and all this like, there, if there was, if there was, you at. didn't hear about it. You didn't, it was not.
0: We were very much <laughs> wasn't a thing, fresh fruits we could get in during the season, right? Right, yeah, because I'm a farm shopper because I grew up on a farm, so I would ride out oh, in, three miles from my house or farms in Baltimore. So I would ride out to the farm, I'd get the fresh vegetables, the fresh fruit, I'd drive another two miles down the street to the Richardson's and that's where I got my eggs. They were farm fresh eggs. I got my turkeys there. I got my chickens there. So Mm -hmm. I'm more of that mind of the fresh stuff. When I moved here, I can tell you, I was disappointed. I assumed incorrectly that when I moved to Florida, everything would be fresh. There'd be roadside stands like every five like every mile, you'd see a roadside stand. Oh yeah, no,
1: they're there, but not every, not oh.
0: like that. <laughs> more in Baltimore than there are here. And yeah. I was like, really, and I had assumed incorrectly that, of course, the vegetables would be cheaper because you can grow here year round. I mean, yeah. especially on my side, we don't really get cold. Yeah, we have a couple of days where it might be forty and.
1: That's yeah it it doesn't really i mean it, it really
0: just depends it really just depends but i was surprised by not the availability wasn't as great as i thought it would be because i'm getting the same vegetables in walmart here that i got in walmart in baltimore right yeah and they all taste like cardboard because they're not fresh right you know, when they come from a farm you can really taste the difference so i was a little taken aback by that but like most people, you're, you're busy, you're running day to day, you're lucky you have time to do anything. That's why when we come up with all this really great stuff and all these great herbs, it's like, okay, how do I make that part of my day? Right, right. And for me, if I make it an iced tea, if I make it cold, I'll drink it all day long. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of forces me into that issue. And I really do. Whoa, YFTV, you got dark. Live TV, my light went out. <laughs> Your light went out. Oh my god! I today we're we're filming daytime. This is my daytime light. I am like surrounded. Okay. Um, so I'm really lucky. Welcome to daytime.
1: We, we had um, storms all day today, so there's not much daylight.
0: Yes. We are looking at Fred. Yeah,
1: Fred, whoever name. I'm on the other side of the state, so unless it goes, it's not going to
0: affect me. They're telling us now it's coming up the middle of the Gulf, so it's between us and Texas now instead of being more on our side. So, yeah, unless it goes into the, it's not right. We're good because we were concerned um, with tomorrow morning. We are cloudy which I know it doesn't look like because I got all this great light, but we are actually overcast today. This is Florida yeah, overcast.
1: We're, we're overcast. We just, the sun just popped out for a second, but it's been like storming all since this. Yeah. Year. We've
0: had storms all this week. So um, hopefully um, we're all tethered in, but yes. you know, we don't promise anything. This is live TV. Yes. This live TV. So we have a good show today because I know we have a wonderful show. I love this thing. We are going to talk about familiars. And this is my little one today. This Mm. is my little familiar today. Um, This is the first time in my long life that I've not had an animal in my house. Um, I'm renting and they're like, no animals. I don't even have a goldfish. Um, But I've almost always had an animal at home. Um, Mm -hmm. Growing up on a farm, you'd be surprised what you get as pets. So my (laughs) children were allowed um, within reason, they could bring home almost anything. And we've had everything from lizards to mice to gerbils to dogs, cats snakes, whatever the children right. brought home. So we're going to talk about familiars because people don't understand. Um, back in the day it was considered black cats were witches' cats. Um, black because they were dark. And they are, if you don't have any ambient light and this thing comes at you and you see two glowing eyes, it's going to, like, even if it's your own cat, it can, like, right. startle you. Yes. I've walked into the bathroom and, like, oh, shit, because the cat was sitting on the the toilet or something, and I just wasn't expecting it right. So, cats tend to be that now. Uh, interesting little fact is they started getting rid of a lot of cats during right before the uh plague the black plague hit. Mm-hmm. And because cats eat mice and rats that's what they're good at, um, they think that that may have caused the plague to be that much worse because they had gotten they were killing cats and especially yeah. black cats. Now, for us witches. A witch's cat is a polydactyl cat, and that's the cat with the extra toes. Um, I had a couple of them. They're absolutely fun. They do pick up stuff. They use their opposing thumbs, and they may have more than one. I had one that had six toes and one that had eight, um, um, and had the extra toes all three here. And um, they both could pick up straws and pencils and the long sticks and stuff. They were absolutely adorable
1: viral pam
0: oh my cats were cool they were absolutely if you, have, nice. if you had a cat that could pick up pencils they could have been viral right now she could have both of them could have been i had three sisters two were medium hair polydactyls and one was a short hair normal that's my cats are not normal by any stretch they were as crazy as their owner but most people think of a witch is familiar as being a cat because back in the day, most houses, and even now, farmhouses have cats to keep the mice down. Because mm-hmm. you want to keep them out of your grains and out of your fields and wherever else they're going to be. Right. So that's what cats were used for back in the day. So most people just associate it. But there was another big association that you don't hear as much about, and that was frogs and toads. Mm-hmm. Witches yep. had frogs and toads as their familiars. Now, my darling children had frogs at one time. There's little tiny painted frogs, I believe they were called. And you had them in an aquarium and the aquarium lid, of course, somehow magically came off and we had frogs all over our house. Um, Yeah, I love kids. So but frogs were a big thing for witches back in the day. Mm hmm. Um, Now, you have to remember, we're going back to the 17 and 1800s, where you were more rural. Um, And even if you were living in a town, the town had all kinds of bugs and gross stuff because, you know, open sewage systems and those kinds of wonderful, you never think about that when you think about the Renaissance, you know, you think about the knights and the beautiful dresses and, but you don't think about them dropping their toilet out the window every morning because (laughs) that's what they did. And it would just run down the street. Mm-hmm. so but a lot of familiars what what is a familiar a familiar is just an animal that you speak with that for some reason you can just attach to and it can be anything so um sort of like nowadays anything can be a what do they call them um a comfort animal a support animal yeah there you go the woman that had the the emu that
1: Oh my God. There was a, there was a video. It was like, almost like a cop's thing. It was a cop. Of course it was, it was, it's this Florida group. Of course it's Florida. And it was a, a Florida Facebook group and it was a cop pulling someone over and they had this gigantic Python in the car. And he go and the cop, it's like this big, bald guy. And he, he, you know, looked in the car and he was like, oh, he's like, what the hell do you have the snake in there? It's like, it's my support animal. And I was like, oh my God. And all the comments were like, only in Florida, only in freaking Florida. Florida.
0: <laughs> okay. Somebody tried to claim an emu as their support animal.
1: I mean, if I could get a koala bear, I feel like a koala bear is my spirit. I mean, it's sleepy, it eats eucalyptus leaves all day, and we know what that does for it. I mean, I feel like, you
0: know, they're cute. You're explaining that on the airplane as we speak. The airlines have actually, (laughs) I got her on that one. The airlines have had to do a ruling because they've had so oh, many you me. Whew, you off animals that people are bringing on that's saying that saying that's it's my support animal. The last one was a gerbil and the sucker got loose. And I forget which airline it was, but the I'm gerbil to
1: I'm not going to judge, but I want to know how a gerbil is. This. You know what? I'm not going to judge. I had a gerbil as a kid. I'm not going to judge. I, one, I, thing, I, one thing I wanted to point out. So... Okay, you made a good point. It's like a, a strong, it's a connection. Now, I wanted to point out because we do have people that we're very close to. We know we have, you know, people that have fur babies and we're very close with our pets and they're part of our family, but there's there's something that separates a pet from a familiar. Now, I wanted to point a few things out because if you're new to the path Or maybe you're not new and you're just more eclectic, but you're not really like into all the terms. So let's just say you're looking up familiars. Now, I'm not, I don't know about you, Pam, but I'm not textbook. So it, well, I do know about you, but for for show's sake, for show's sake. (laughs) So what my point is, This resource says, Familiars are spirit beings that witches make a pact with. These pacts include exchange for offerings, lending of power, protection, and companionship. Familiars are not permanently bound to their witch. You may have many familiars in your lifetime. They could also shapeshift and appear differently throughout their time with their witch. Task they perform. Spying, companionship, protection, knowledge, aid, travel between worlds, and assisting a witch developing their abilities. Offering for familiars, energy, a foothold in our realm, spirit, milk, honey, incense, various food items. Now, I saw this in many different resources about them helping you with spell work and rituals and things like that. I agree with that to an extent, and I'm just going to share my experience. So I have had animals my entire life, my entire life. However, only one animal so far has been a familiar and his name was Lucky. Um, He died December 13th of 2019 I had him for 13 years. I'm pretty sure he got out of the house. He did get out of the house. I'm pretty sure he got into some sort of poison, but um, it was heartbreaking. He died in my arms. He died on Friday the 13th. Um, and he was and, yeah. And he was 13. Yeah. He was a stray. We got him when he was a baby, um, but we had a connection like no other connection. And he didn't necessarily, I didn't go to him to help me with spells necessarily. I didn't seek him out to help me in ritual or spells or anything like that. But if I was sick, he was right next to me, even if I wasn't sick. And when he was little, like I said, he was almost feral. And he slept on my chest every single night until he was too big. And then he slept next to my head and he he was skittish around everyone else. And we just had that bond. We would be forehead to forehead. He's the only animal that I ever cremated. And as a matter of fact, while we're recording this, um, Friday the 13th just happened. And I actually am working on a memorial tattoo for him. And so I got um, a Friday. Oh my- the 13th for him and I'm going to get like paw prints and stuff and it itches like a mo because I just got it yesterday (laughs) but so my point to this is I don't necessarily agree with this however on top of this I want to add um he was helping he may have been helping me in ways I didn't realize and what I mean by that there are ways that they can help you so you can you can use their shedding in different rituals or spell work. They can help you in those ways. And what I mean by I didn't realize is because every time I would find a, a whisker here and there, I would collect it and put it in a box in my altar. So I didn't even realize what I was doing. Every time I would find a claw that he had shed, I had it in a box on my altar. And it just happened to be a box that I had. So I wasn't realizing what I was doing. Um, and, and it's some
0: amazing because you don't realize how much of a companion they are until they're no longer with you.
1: Oh, my gosh. And I that's still,
0: the horrible part is that you, you don't realize, well, yeah, when I used to read my spell book, he would lay next to me.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like that. So, but that's what I'm saying. If you look up these things, don't think that if you don't think that you have to be so rigid in how you approach familiars. And another thing, um, I wanted to point out that I found. So it says familiars versus pets. So, um, It says, does a familiar have to be a pet? No. Um, In in most cases, a pet isn't magically inclined. Modern day practitioners tend to confuse a pet's curiosity and unfaltering love for us as magical inclination. But most often, your dog is just a dog, your cat is just a cat, and they have no clue what a spell or magic is. Um, Now... The other one here that I, oh, this is what I wanted to talk about real quick, about the collecting. Some ways that you can bond with your animal familiar that I wanted to touch on just really quickly. Um, and you can choose your familiar. I don't know if you've done this, if pets just happen to naturally. But some people, if they're seeking outer familiar, you can do ritual, you can do meditation just kind of like you would for deity. Um, But you can let your familiar settle on your chest close enough to your body that you feel the rhythm of the breath, so you can try synchronizing breath. And that's where I said I didn't realize, because ever since he was a baby, he slept on my chest. And so he was almost a year and a half old, and he got too big, and he just slept by my head. Um, experiment with healing energy. So if you do Reiki, you can do that. That's something that I did with him. Um, let your animal take you on a nature walk. Now, I'm not one to do cats on a leash. So <laughs> that I never did. He would probably hate the hell out of me. Um, trimmings or shed in your magic. And when he when he died and I got, got him cremated, they did I did ask for his whiskers and fur, so that I do have that. Um, you can adorn your familiar with a protection charm. You can include your familiar in moon rituals, depending on, and like you said, snake. you know, depending on what you have. Um, you can also, I wanted to point out, familiars do not have to be animals. You can have plant familiars you i mean if you're called to a specific plant i was reading some someone rose was her plant familiar uh, cannabis is a plant familiar for a lot of people because of the spiritual aspect and okay. how they incorporate it mm-hmm.
0: you will know if you you know the difference between your animal and your familiar once you get one there okay. i had three sisters they were kittens we got them right after they were born um, I originally, I brought two home because one was medium hair. One was short hair and you know, which one do we like? We found out we wanted both. And then i got one for my daughter who found out my granddaughter was allergic. So I got that one back. So I had three sisters. Oh, wow. Polly was my ritual cat. They never tried to get out of the house except on ritual night. Polly would dart out she never, now these were inside cats. I never let them out. I was yep. panicked when they got out. She would come down the steps, our back steps and sit and watch our ritual. And then go right back in. Oh it was my the most uncanny thing in the world. The first time she got out, she got out by accident. Cause everybody was going in and out. And I thought, Oh, if I got to chase this cat down. Oh my gosh. Right on the sidewalk and watched our entire ritual Somebody went in and she followed him in the house. Never that heard. is so funny. Now- well, and
1: you know, since he's passed, it's kind of, I can totally feel him around. Um, And that's why I thought um, to add on to this, I thought of getting like disturbed dirt at the bottom and have Paul Prince walking away because it's that notion that he's not, I feel his energy around me all the
0: time. You feel him 24-7. Polly was my ritual. Now, if I was going to do a spell or if I was doing spell working in the house, Mm -hmm. mischief, whose name was originally pain in the ass, but I had to (laughs) change it, yeah. My granddaughter. My went father-in-law's cat was a little bastard, so it's okay. Well, my granddaughter went in and told her teacher her damn mom had a cat called Badass, so <laughs> I got the request to change the name. But Mischief, if I was working any spell work or working on my altar, she was right up my butt. She was like in my face, kind of like, move, you know, like, move. Yeah. Um, mute was the third sister and she never involved herself in any magical workings whatsoever. She just, it just didn't interest her. Yeah. I could be in the same room with her. And if I was going over spell work or a ritual or something, she was like, "Eh." now mischief would be right on my paper that I'm trying to write on or right in the middle of my book that I was trying to read. And if I'm outside doing ritual, Polly is outside with ritual. We Mm -hmm. eventually got to the point because she was tearing up the storm door, the screen so bad. We just let her come out and sit and she would literally sit in the yard, watch our ritual. And then someone would let her in and she'd go in the house. So it was
1: bizarre. And with smudge who we have now, the, the one that's just about a year and a half about, um, she was given to us by a friend and it was a stray that she couldn't keep and at the time she was about Miranda thought she was about 4 weeks old and she was over at uh Angela's we were all there for Beltane ritual and she was teeny tiny in Angela's tomato garden we're all in the yard getting um smudged before ritual standing in a line the little kitten is at the back of the line and Miranda bends down and does a little waft. And then she goes, okay, now turn around. And the kitten turns around and listens. So we all named her smudge right then and there. Well, at the time we thought it was a boy until I went to get it to get fixed. Oh yeah. We had that problem. (laughs) Yeah. And the vet was like, pulled up the tail. Uh, this is a girl. And I was like, honey, I'm sorry. Still no boys. You have another girl.
0: (laughs) It's like, Oh, Mike, it was like, I'm never having a boy. <laughs> it's like not even the damn cats. But, and, and it is, you can tell the difference because after I had my girls, um, when I finally had to have them, you know, they get old, you have to put them down. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another cat and I thought it was a girl. Everybody called her baby girl. She was a stray. It was in Baltimore. It was 2015. It was that January when it went to 45 below with the wind chill And I heard this crying at the door and I thought it was the kid upstairs crying and it was the cat trying to get in the house. So I let I let her in because I thought that's what it was. She was an orange tabby. I named her Butterscotch because that just fit. And then when I took her to the vet, you know, to get her checked out, uh, the vet said, well, an interesting thing happened on the way to the back exam room. She had a sex change, took her 30 seconds you now are a proud owner of a little boy, so we shortened the name to Scotch, so we he kept to, the
1: name Scotch. We had to reschedule and everything, because it was more invasive. They were like, yeah, well, you're going to, because this was last year during COVID, so they were way booked out. Oh, look, someone wants cat attention. Cat. Come here. Come here. We're talking about cats, so you can make an appearance if you Hi. want. But she's very fat. This is our other one she's very obese this is the seven-year-old this is nika say hi nika (laughs) oh my goodness she's gigantic now she was alive she's the only kitten of the litter that we have of a cat that what grew up with lucky my familiar now when he died she she we've had her i saw her i helped birth this one um but when he died she was never really super cuddly or anything he was always I was the only one that he would be around he was very skittish with everyone else but he would cuddle with me and when he died she got really affectionate with me oh it getting into her own It was almost like he was passing the torch. It was really like I really felt, and it's almost like she's watching over me, kind of. I know to some people that probably sounds crazy, but because, but you know,
0: when you're with animals, you will start, and when they say any animal can be a familiar, they're they're true. It can be, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a pet. Um, some people oh. take their totem animal or their spirit animal or their spirit guide, whatever you want to call it, and they'll use that as quote unquote, they're familiar. Um, if you the have a relationship exists. with that, yeah, they'll call on it. Like mine is a bat. I call on the bats when I'm doing spells for oh, future work, you know, seeing things I'm not seeing, that kind of thing, you know, open mm-hmm. my eyes so I can see kind of thing. Most of the time, though, you're familiar, you will find that they do things that are unusual for that type of animal, whatever animal it is. Cats are notoriously independent. What is it? Yes. Dogs prepare you for babies, cats prepare you for teenagers. Oh. True. True. Yeah.
1: Now, to that point, I found something that was interesting. It says, Which familiar aligns with you? So this was kind of neat and different, um, just to give some people a few ideas. So the cat reminds us to connect with our highest self before casting spells. The rabbit will guide you through rebirth and resurrection. The bearded dragon brings good luck and fortune. It's ancient demeanor connects us with the past. The dog is a magical protector. Its loyalty safeguards one's practice. The snake guides us in our creative expression. It aids fertility and wisdom. The horse guides us in our confidence. It is a symbol of strength and courage. The mouse reminds us of resilience and the ability to adapt to any situation. And the toad is the bringer of rain and can help with your inner emotions. So if any of you guys out there, if any of those are your special animals that you absolutely love more than any other animal and they kind of stand out, pay attention. Like that's the thing that we always say, pay attention to the signs, pay attention to the messages. Like there are differences between familiars and, animals uh, spirit animals and totem animals but like Pam said there's nothing wrong with calling on those and using them and workings at all because I work with snake energy a lot especially more recently I had, I had snakes, snakes growing as up. a kid. I did too I had snakes as the only kind. reason I don't have them now is because where I live I'm not allowed
0: <laughs> like well, you, that's me. I got rid of mine when I got married the first time because he was like, "It's either me or the snake." Should have kept right. the snake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what you're what you're going to use them for. And if you have a, a, a pet at home and you mm-hmm. feel like it's you're familiar, it probably is. There's there's things that they do that you'll know. You'll know, you'll know because be I grew up with dogs and cats all my life. I mean always had animals i can tell you i've only had a couple familiars that were my pets yes you can tell the difference they act differently there's just you just know Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like you know when you have a a tarot deck you know you pick up that deck and you hold it in your hand this is mine yes exactly exactly.
1: that crystal
0: Right of a whole bin of crystals like you said it you know it's it's
1: it's It'll clear.
0: Yeah. It'll click yeah. and you don't know why. Don't question it. And we don't pay attention. We are notorious for not. I mean, goddess can send you the biggest message in the world and slap you with the two by four and you still ignore it. We're so, a and you'll still be like, huh? <laughs> you know, and I can attest. We're to that. At, yeah, we're good at that. Rebar on my head anymore. I think the two <laughs> by four is ruined, but it's that kind of thing. We, have as much as we are into information and into our phones and into learning. We have no idea what's going around on us naturally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look outside, you know, growing up, we used to be able to look at the trees and tell if it was going to rain or not. By the way, the leaves on the trees blew. Okay. That sounds silly, but it was true because the air is thicker. It's heavier because it's got the moisture in it. It will turn a tree leaf backwards. And people
1: think that I'm nuts whenever I say that I can smell when it's about to rain. Yes, you can smell it. There's a smell. I'm like, to- I'm like you can't smell when it's
0: about to rain. Is that a Florida thing or is that a. That is growing up back home. We could smell. We you see a sniffing like wild you animals. Believe how
1: many people were like, what? And I was like. Everybody can't do that. I'm like, it's a very distinct smell. And and that's it. A lot of people. But I love it. It's It's not like, yeah, it's not like a gross smell. I love the smell of rain. No, it's it's a a fresh smell. Yeah. But it's like before it's about to start
0: raining. Not the after. Before,
1: no. It's it's so awesome because it's like you can step outside and you're like, ooh, it's
0: about to rain. (laughs)
1: Like it makes you feel
0: like (laughs) it. It's like doing that now. I'm looking out my window. It's raining here now. Um, but your familiar can be anything that you have a connection with and people get really, it's kind of like support animals. We were joking about the support animals, you know, people have an emu the air, excuse me, the airlines finally cut down on it and said, dog, that's it. Especially after the gerbil got loosed. I mean, I, I just cannot imagine a gerbil loose on an airplane.
1: And yeah. also, oh my God! Could you imagine? It'd be like the wave on the airplane. Everybody, goes, ah, there's a terrible.
0: I could Look, just see got, the old ladies trying to me. crawl into the overhead containers and stuff. You know, okay.
1: Look, you got you got me. I tried to get you when you were drinking. Yeah, really, really quickly. I wanted to mention this. This is not necessarily about familiars. I found this book in a thrift store. People don't know what they're getting rid of sometimes cat spells i have seen it on the um interweb um cat spells by claire namad n-a-h-m-a-d and it has really cool stuff it says a unique collection of ancient cat lore and magic spells for healing good luck love and enchantment And, like, I opened it up randomly, and it has stuff like spell for the ancient magical art of naming. So it has um, charm to mend broken bones. Um, It has different things, like here, like um, Hecate, Ishtar, Merlin, all these different cat deities. Um, So it's really neat. And the other thing I wanted to mention, um, there's a podcast called... uh, Oh my gosh! I just forgot the name of it. Uh, uh, it'll come back to me, but it's a it's two witches. One one is Catholic, and one is pagan. Well, she did, the Catholic doesn't call herself a witch, but um, and the the pagan they're both college professors. They live in North Carolina. Why can I not remember? Oh, psychic teachers! Psychic teachers. They they've been around forever. They're on all the podcasts platforms um and i love their show because they play off of each other but the pagan deb she had an episode she talks about her familiar that passed several years ago merlin and he was this big long-haired fluffy cat he used to walk on the beach with her without a leash and just used to walk and i think he died when he i mean very old age but and she would just tell stories like if you ever get a chance to listen to their show, it's fun. They talk about she uh, the Catholic. She does a lot of crystals. They um, the pagan does tarot reading. It's a really really good show. But um, but she always talks about her familiar Merlin, and she talks about how she can feel him, and she goes into about how um about how familiars are and how you'll feel that difference. And like I said, I've had animals my entire life. I've had snakes, I've had birds, I've had dogs, I've had, you name it. But that one, and I've been so close to all my animals, but that
0: one cat,
1: you will know a difference.
0: Well, that was what was so so different with me. I had the three sisters, but only two of them actually... You know Polly coming out and sitting down and watching our ritual and then going back in the house and not making any attempt to leave the yard was yeah, that's weird. so neat.
1: that's so cool though,
0: um and it was funny because my boyfriend was like, "Um, do you want me to try and grab her?" and I'm like, "Oh, let's see what she does. Let's just see and she sat there, um yeah, and she just literally watched the whole ritual and then. I think it was Margie was going in and as she went in, she just followed up, you know, walked between her legs and went right in the house. And it was like (laughs) that's really bizarre.
1: It is really bizarre. But like I said, don't think that you just have to, you know, we, we get so hung up on the black cats and then we get so hung up on the you know just the animals but like i said there's plant
0: familiars there's even crystal familiars there's there's all sorts it's, of things. It's the energy that you're attaching to so everything has energy so my vessel here could be a familiar it is a cinnamon broom and it's full of energy yeah so because because what is, what
1: is yourself. it's made out of cinnamon
0: Yes, this is one hundred percent. So
1: cinnamon could be the familiar because what what you're looking at when it comes to like plant familiars is you're looking at the properties and the characteristics and the energy that you're of using. that
0: specific plant,
1: which exactly. is
0: the cinnamon broom. Um, it's here because it smells good. Exactly, I love those. I
1: ain't you. I get those like year. They I don't get those year round. The cinnamon, yeah, um, not.
0: Yeah. had that one for about um 10 years it still oh,
1: well i mean like strong, yeah. need that strong smell
0: yeah it still has it all you have to do is take it wet it or shake it or oh. wipe it down because it's just like cedar when you take off that layer of dirt and dust that it collects mm-hmm. it just opens it back up again that's why if you have a cedar closet or you have cedar balls in your closet every so often you're supposed to take them and rub them together. It mine rubs the crap water off water of them water. so they smell again. Okay, I'm gonna dump I'm gonna dump water on mine as soon as we get our just a little bit. I mean this has still got a good scent to it. And I've always had it out and open because I decorate it and it just it's got my um actually there's a wand in here. Uh a crystal That's what I
1: was gonna say also uh, tree familiars, think about that when you're doing your, when you're thinking about yes. like wand making and things like that, setting
0: your. Yeah, we're, we're still on for finding the elderberries, right? We're going yeah. to the elderberry shopping next weekend, maybe. Yes, yes. Well, um, yes. But anything can be your familiar, and don't rush to go get one because it no. comes to you, you don't go to it. So many people run out and they'll buy about a black cat. And it's like,
1: you don't even know, you know? And like I said, I, I, you can do things like ritual and meditation and things to find your familiar. But that's really, in my opinion, more about opening your mind and your awareness, not so much to say, Hey, find me a black cat. And it to appear in front of your doorstep. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's to open your awareness. Aware. It's to let the so universe know
0: you're looking for something.
1: Right. And so that you can see those signs that are hitting you upside the head with the cast iron. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and it's true. If you, That's what the whole thing about a, a small ritual. If you're looking for something or if you need something, what you're asking for is give me a sign. Let me know. You might do one for a familiar. <coughs> Excuse me. And someone come up with a puppy. Right. And that's supposed to be you're familiar. Yep. You but might think you would you want, never have thought about it. You want
1: like a cool tarantula, and you might get that gerbil. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let let's. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Let, but so many, scared of is Mike is scared of spiders, and the dude wants a pet tarantula. Figure that one out.
0: I had tarantulas, believe it or not. I had a tarantula pet. It was unusual to say the least, and it wasn't. I always felt like It was gonna be creepy with just like a snake you think a snake's gonna be slimy because that's where you're mentally and none of mine were mine were all lovey and cuddly and soft and ooh, you know i kind of
1: want to pet rat i'm not gonna lie they're very i the people that i have known that have had pet rats and that what i have read apparently are very intelligent,
0: very affectionate
1: extremely and actually extremely clean, believe it or not. Yes,
0: they are. We just have that mental image of mice and rats from horror stories. And, of,
1: infest, like if, and infestations and stuff, but that's not a pet situation. No.
0: We had, my kids had mice as pets. They had gerbils, they had hamsters, they had rabbits, we had snakes and, whatever they brought home. The only thing I had they didn't have was I had a ferret. They didn't have one. Um, But it's it's the energy you're looking for. And I think that's when you start if you ask to find your familiar. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now the universe is out there looking for that energy match. so you put it out there so put it out there definitely put it out there say this is what i'm looking for. Do do the spell work do the ritual for it but then you have to keep your eyes open Yes. because we tend to do that and put the blinders back on and it's like well well, wait a minute you're never going to see anything if you just put it out there and totally you know the goddess is giving you 400 different options and you're like i didn't see nothing um, and that's with anything. That's with anything. Every time you do a spell. This is why when we first start, back when I first started, you were given a book. In your, your book of shadows, you were given a section in there. And every time you did a spell, you were right to write down. Now, our spell sheets were very intricate when I first started. It wanted to know the day, the time, the weather how long it took you to do it the whole thing i mean and then the next page was for the next month you clocked it anything that happened that could be slightly even just remotely attached to it and you did all this work so you were constantly that was constantly on your brain okay hmm, i asked for a familiar oh there's a bird out there is that my familiar you know that kind of thing you got to where every day you were looking for it so you were you were actively open And working on it we tend to do spells and a lot of young witches and I think it's the environment we're so used to instantaneous right we used to have to go do research papers at the library because that's where the books were now you sit on your computer and you
1: well even I did that because growing up I mean we didn't have a computer I remember in elementary school I did a book report on
0: a freaking typewriter Right. And that's what I'm saying. But nowadays, we're so used to doing this and this that we have forgotten that it takes work and it takes work and it takes appreciation and it takes a few minutes to really concentrate. What is it you're really going for?
1: And sometimes it takes time. It's not going to, it's not like you said, it's not always going to be a day, a week. It may not even be a year. Sometimes it might be a year and a half, two years. It might be five years.
0: It'll happen when when it's ready to happen.
1: Exactly. Because you may not be ready at a place in your life where
0: you're ready. to Like right now where I live, I cannot have any animals at all. They have this big list that they don't want. Well, When I moved in, I didn't have any because I was living in another apartment that didn't allow animals. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm okay with that, but I'm going to live here for another year. So that's three years without quote unquote familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Is it bad? No. Would I like to have one? Yeah. But now is not the right time. Right. You have to be in a place where not only. Will you take that? But you have to be able to accept that animal and have the time to take care of it, the money to take care of it. Because let's face it, they're expensive. Um, Doctor vet bills when they get sick, whatever. You've got to take care of them, their family. So there's a lot more involved. So people think that everybody is instantaneous now because we've gotten that way with you know instant information. Most spells take a month to work. You work it for month from. Full moon to full moon, dark moon to dark moon, depending on what you're doing. It is that whole cycle that you have to go through. And people don't understand that. Uh, Well, I did a spell yesterday. Why isn't it working today? Because it takes a freaking month. Um, And that's how most spells are.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not in full bloom the next day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What's going on? You know, so you've got to take the time. You've got to look. You also have to look at the practicalities of you having animal a dog for me would never, ever work anymore because I work late. I am used to being very independent. I come and go. I go away for the weekends. I'll be down your place this weekend coming up. Um, yes, um, Lady Angela and I are going to go over the um, the <laughs> Cavaliers. So Neat. that's I'm just going to, yeah. Uh, that's proving to be quite wonderful. But again, I'm not in a place where, if it's gonna be a dog, then I, I can do it because right. I, I don't have a yard where it's fenced. My yard's not fenced. I can't let him out back. And you think I'm gonna get my happy butt up and walk a dog, y'all got another whole thought coming here. You don't need him messing I up. Never walk lights. a dog. Right. Huh? I don't walk dogs. I open the back we door. And we, walk don't a mess, we don't need a dog messing up the fairy lights or the twinkle uh, the tiki torches out there. That's right. So you know, I mean, people are just like, do you have to have a familiar? No. Can you have a substitute? You sure as heck can a, a, nice little, there is nothing wrong with the energy in this. There is nothing wrong with the energy in a stuffed animal.
1: It's all about the intention.
0: It's the intent. And, uh, this guy is absolutely adorable. Um, this was a gift. Someone said, I know you can't have your familiar. So this was given to me as a gift. So it kind of is like a familiar, um, I think it's adorable. It is adorable. I love it. He just like prances around, looks very sassy. But you can have anything, and I really people don't stop to think. Um, you're if you're a witch, you're supposed to what? You're supposed to be who you are, right? And if you're not a- into that thing, that you don't have to do it. People say to me, "I don't know how you can be a witch. You wear you don't wear a lot of black."
1: I do do sometimes because it's slimming, but I also have a lot of (laughs) tie-dye. What do you
0: mean? I wear what? Pink. My favorite color is freaking pink. Okay? I have have a lot of (laughs) tie-dye. How can you be a witch if you like pink? Right. You know, I wear makeup. Yes. Witches wear makeup. Um, (laughs) It's people I have got to get rid of those preconceived ideas and with familiars you have that preconceived black cat's going to walk with you no don't get me wrong I love a black cat and the black cat I have
1: had unfortunately have either ran off and never to come back or they well actually the only black cats I've had that has happened with all of them I've only had two but so yeah I've never been able to have a black cat you know it's one but yeah.
0: and people get all these preconceived ideas that it's got to be this, it's got to be that. It ain't got to be anything. It's gotta yeah. Be
1: and I think a lot of that too is like with social media and the trendy, which, you know, we got to throw all of that out the window. And we've talked about that before. So just remember, um, and I know you have to go, but really quickly, I just wanted to say, um, thank you. I know we had a little bit of a, uh, break last week. We had a rerun, um, with cloud, our third episode. Make sure you check him out. Oh my gosh, he is like, didn't he just do another album? He is like on fire. He's I, he's getting out there. Um, we've he just mentioned did Witch Fest. Yeah, he did Witch Fest in New York, y'all. He is amazing. I haven't been on Facebook as much because uh, Mike has been regressing a bit. You guys, I mean, he's okay, but he's just. He's not doing super great. He's just, he's losing his balance a lot. And, and I have been down for the count because my back is killing me and I had an MRI and I have some bulging disc nerve problems. So I'm getting injections at the end of the month, but I'm here. I'm good. So I'm sorry. We haven't been doing the keyword of the week. I'm going to get it. We had two people enter Um, So I'm going to do the spinny wheel and then on next week's show, if you guys would hold tight just a little bit longer, I will announce you guys next week. I have not had a chance to do that yet. It has been really, really crazy for me, so I do apologize. But this week's uh, keyword is going to be familiar. So please email your keyword familiar to teatimemc at Gmail dot com that's t-e-a-t-h-y-m-e-m-c at gmail.com and don't forget to go to our facebook page with tea time with mother and crone which is the same name for our youtube channel um you can always watch us live whenever we record and then we all always
0: stream on sundays usually on Please. Since we're doing familiars, if you want to show off your familiar, because we know we all like to show off yes. our familiars. Yes, I've shown mine off right here. So if anybody has a picture of their familiar that they just have to brag about, because we do, um, put it on our Facebook and give us a Yes, I will. Post- her name, please, because that's how we address our familiars by their name. Yes, I Not will definitely. I hate you, ugly dog. <laughs> We, just, we had an ugly dog one time, and I used to call him Ugly Dog, and he answered to it. Isn't it weird
1: that I also, um, in addition to a rat, I kind of also want a hairless cat? Is that uh,
0: bad? I've had I actually used to babysit them for a friend. They,
1: yes. They look um,
0: so grumpy and angry, but I kind of feel like... They're I've not. Been- they're actually more affectionate than a regular cat. <laughs> um, you have to be very, very gentle with their skin.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. And they
0: stay cold, so... We I would have them pads. in,
1: like, all the sweaters. Like, I would have so much fun with all the sweaters.
0: Well, we had heating pads for them to sleep on. If they didn't get in the sun, like, if it was a cloudy day and I was watching them, we would put the heating pads down and put a blanket over top of them, and they would, you know, do their little fluffing and lay on this the heating pads. Yep.
1: See, and I get cold easily anyway, so I feel like that would be perfect. So
0: um, okay. they're Actually, they're really adorable, and they're extremely affectionate, and they're very, very smart. That was the problem. They could get out of the room. Uh, They figured out how to time the door, how quickly it would close the door.
1: I feel like a hairless cat is also my spirit animal because if you ever look at them without a sweater on, they're all, like, frumpy and grumpy looking. I feel like that's, like, my mood.
0: (laughs) They're actually – it's kind of like the cats with the smashed face look grumpy too. Um, Those are Mike's favorite.
1: He wants one so bad. Those Persian cats. Because they look like so – he's like,
0: I just love them. I they want They have them. one that's on – that was on Facebook. Um, he's got whiskers that came out like this, and he's smash-faced, and he looks so grumpy, and they, they said he's the most so affectionate off. cat. They just look so pissed off all the time. It's so funny. But, you know, it's – it's people have to understand, um, even back in the day, witches weren't – We didn't walk around, you know, with witch written across our forehead. Um, And people didn't know you were witches. Uh, Even today, a lot of people don't claim the witch title, even though they do all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up, my family from Appalachia, I mean, they, they know you heard us. We know all the herbal stuff. We know all this stuff. And we grew up with it. So
1: even like, if you don't use the name, you know, you, or the label and a lot of people don't like the labels and that's perfectly fine. But dude, if you read tarot and oracles and crystals and you're doing all the same things, I mean, come on, we're going to the same party. Okay. Let's just be clear. And
0: it, <laughs> A lot of it too is um, it is society. Uh, now it's safer to come out than ever before, but oh, yeah. it's still, come out on your own do your thing don't let anybody force you into a situation where you're uncomfortable and the same is with a familiar if you don't need one can't afford one just can't do it then don't you can get a a little
1: stuffed animal just like we and you know pet deposits in some places add a hundred two hundred dollars to your rent oh my gosh it's ridiculous just like with magical tools you do not have to have athames and bells and all the whistles just it's okay what we
0: do thrift yes we're gonna have one on that because i actually guess where i was today i was at goodwill today um we uh we stopped in a friend of ours had a baby and they asked for us gently used baby clothes so since my roommate and I have no children, obviously, at our age. Um, mm-hmm. We went out and picked up a few, you know, little pieces. And, of course, while I'm in there, I had to okay. shop. That is my favorite shopping place in the entire world. Um, mm-hmm. I love thrifting. I just absolutely – I'm I'm worse than any kid in a candy store. I when have this
1: sticker that, on the back of my car that says Thrift Life. Like, you know when they came out with Mud Life and all that?
0: Yeah, mine yeah. says thrift. <laughs> because uh, there's just people aren't throwing things away, they're cleaning their stuff out. I got and- a whole
1: thing for Haley that was a treasure box of crystal, like amethyst and clear quartz and rose quartz with like description cards and everything. Some people don't realize it was like a um.
0: Like just people don't realize what they're getting rid of. A lot of people don't. I have gotten pestles and mortars at Goodwill. I've gotten um, Harry Potter ones. I've gotten um, goodness gracious, uh, just sensors, gob- those sensors. Those you can get those like, sensors. You can get candle holders out the wazoo if you oh, need candle God. holders. Girl, I would never buy candle holders. Oh my gosh.
1: I have seen some like gothic
0: looking
1: old Victorian candle holders and I'm just like like,
0: I know. It's it's like I'm a position on my house for the cool stuff I see. So Mm -hmm. my roommate, she's really good about like pulling me as small as she is, she drags me. no, you don't need that. You don't need that. But it's Uh like Look, no, look, no. Um, I need to be supervised in a a Goodwill or thrift store because I am terrible. Um, But it's not people throwing stuff away. It's people getting rid of their excess. And rather than go out and making more clothes, I can go there and get their excess that they're no longer wearing. I go through my wardrobe, the stuff I'm no longer wearing because you get tired of wearing it after a while. So you put it in a pile and then I... Ship that and then I go get another. Believe it or not, there's a lot of stuff you find still with tags on. nine percent. Oh,
1: yeah. Almost everything I
0: buy usually has a tag on it, and it's just that's for um
1: that's a good segue. Um, maybe for a sneak peek of
0: our next week's show, but you guys will just have to tune in and find out, yes, won't you? Yes, <laughs> and see what we've actually purchased. Um, we'll have to bring on some of our goodbyes. Uh Thrifting is the easiest way to get stuff you want. It really yep. is. And when we do that segment, I can't wait because there is so much with thrifting. Mm-hmm. It is the most awesome thing in the world.
1: It and really it used
0: is. to be people were like, ooh, bought that at Goodwill. Now it's like, ooh, you got that at Goodwill? Mm-hmm. Um, so everything's coming full circle again. So now it's cool to go thrifting. Yeah. And I'm telling I you. Know. I know. I can't wait for that we have three thrift stores today on our run dang girls yeah girl we went well first we went to look for some of the clothes and then we stopped at this one place and they had a lot of stuff but uh, the clothes were cheap the other stuff was a little pricey and that's you'll learn after you do it a while then we went to strictly the baby store that just had all baby stuff we got that and then we went to Goodwill because I said oh we just got to stop and look Um, and I came back with a huge bag of clothes yeah
1: that's going to be a good episode and We'll um also cover some ways that you can do some witching on a budget, so you'll have to tune in for that. Definitely and show I- you
0: witching on a budget because I raised my kids and I was trying to be a witch. You do not spend fifty dollars on a wand. No, you know that you a can. Wand.
1: I mean, what whatever floats
0: your boat, but you don't have to. Let's right. Say that. And when I have my students, we go through the familiar talk because some of my students feel like they got to go out and buy an animal and they're no more ready to have an animal than a child. So it's like, oh. no, 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 don't do that, please. Yeah, Start with plants. for at least 15 years. If you purchase an animal, right. it's not a five minute commitment. It's not a year commitment. It is 15 oh. years or more. more yeah. Think about that before you get a familiar, Most animals live approximately 15 years. Big dogs are 12. Small dogs are 25. Cats, depending upon the cat's life, it can be anywhere from 10 to 20 years.
1: Right, yeah. So we had a cat, Elvira, that
0: she lived to be uh, 21. (laughs) Yeah. So, and even a hamster or gerbil is longer than a year commitment. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you're looking at a familiar, please be very aware of that commitment time. Oh, yes. That's all you have is that time. So before you put yourself in a bind for the next 15 years, Mm -hmm. really consider if that's what you want to do. And I mean that not just for your familiar, but any pet. A pet is not something you get on a whim. (laughs) you have to be really prepared it's like having a child you try not to do that on a whim it happens and like we said there's differences between pets and familiar
1: so and we're just talking about pets and familiar is a whole nother level so especially if you're new at the path just make sure you always do your research as we always say but again the key word is familiar the email is teatimemc at gmail.com. That's T-E-A-T-H-Y-M-E-M-C at gmail.com. So please make sure you email for a chance to win some Tea time merch.
0: Yeah, get those mm-hmm. in and also send us famili- pictures of your familiars. We'd love to see them. And if it's not a familiar and it's only your pet, you can send them in too. Yes, send them
1: in too. And thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you as always. And if you have any ideas or topics that you want us to discuss, any herbs that you want us to discuss, hit us up either by email or message us on our Facebook
0: page. Okay. Have a wonderful week. You guys have a great week and we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Blessed be. Blessed be. be.